Thanks for tuning into Charlottesville Soundboard. I'm your host, Mary Garner McGee. Soundboard airs every other Saturday at 6 a.m. on WTJU 91.1 FM and also comes to you as a podcast that belongs to the Virginia Audio Collective. In this episode, we talk to some of the folks behind a new local company that's all about supporting underrepresented artists and their work. Today, February 4th, they're holding an event to kick off a three-month-long exhibition downtown. It's called Nature, Us, and the Future. Today, we'll be hearing from two of the artists involved, Christian Yates and Judith Ely, as well as Rev Arts CEO and founder, Patty Pan. I'm going to hand things over to Sarah Howarth for her interview with Patty and these local Charlottesville artists. Could you all just start off by please introducing yourselves? You can include your name, what you do, and how you're involved with RevArt. I'm Patty. I'm Patty Pan, and uh, I'm the CEO and the co-founder of RevArt. I founded RevArt when I started at Darden Business School at UVA, and I really love artists. And personally, I'm not an artist, but I really like working with them, like uh, Christy and Judith here. So that's why I start this, uh, this firm. I don't know, what was it, Patty? About two and a half years ago, you contacted me and some other artists I know from McDuffie. Anyway, you found some art that you liked. And we met up personally, I remember, because that was important to me, that you were local. So I put a lot of art on her site, and here we are. And my name is Kristen Yates. I'm a local artist. And I met Patty through a two-person show I did at the Dairy Market last year with Frank Phillips and other local artists. And then she invited me to be a part of this show. So I don't have a formal connection with RevArt, but um, I'm really excited to be a part of this particular show. And then could one of you tell me a little bit about RevArt and its mission within the Charlottesville community? So... I'm an art lover and I also have a lot of artist friends and when I talk with them, they always ask me, you know, for help like marketing, business development, all those kind of things. And as I realized, artists really, they are really like entrepreneur, like me. They need support from others. And while I was here, like in Charlottesville, I got a lot of support, you know, from other folks. So that's why I feel like I want to do the same thing for the artist. So that's kind of the origin of RevArt. It's a platform connecting artists with brands. We want artists to really focus on creation. So and at the same time, we have them to advance their careers and get more patrons and they can get paid better. Artists that deserve to be paid and also recognized. And another mission for us is we really want people to understand artists not belongs to those rich people. It really belongs to everyone. And so that's our another mission to making worldwide art accessible to everyone. So that's kind of the dream of rap art. I love that. It's so important, I agree, to support local artists. And your passion for that is really clear. And I'm also wondering, how does RevArt connect what people often believe to be the opposing forces of art and technology? I, I hear like many people feel like art and technology is kind of two different words. But for us, it's not that case because technology is just a tool. And I mean, at this kind of age, it's so, so great because artists can leverage technology to create more 
interesting artwork, you know, like the metaverse, all those kind of digital artwork, etc. Technology can also be a tool for artists actually to get their, themselves to be known by more people. That's why, like, everyone is setting up Instagram, their account now, and so that's why their tech is very important elements in Revolt. That's that's kind of how we can really make worldwide art accessible like to everyone because we hope to use technology called like the middleman make it more transparent make it more standard for people to appreciate art and also to buy art so artists can also get more paid because we try to cut more middleman actually you know use the technology so uh, that's kind of our robot interpretation of between the relationship uh, uh, between art and technology. It definitely sounds like art and technology actually mesh a lot more than people might think, and it's cool to hear how well they do work together when it comes to RevArt. And Kristen and Judith, what is it like to be an artist working with RevArt? What is the artist side of the experience like? It's interesting how much time you have to take to promote even using technology and learning about technology and so many other things that don't really even enter into the time you're using to create and have nothing basically to do with it. So all that sort of, I guess I'll put it in the term of business of art instead of the creating, it's very consuming and it uses a lot of your energy create stress because often you don't know what you need to do. So when when um, Patty talked to me about RevArt, when I first met her, I just felt this sense of relief. Artists that aren't renowned have a really very limited way of, of exposing their work to other people. And RevArt was clearly giving me a chance at that. So your next event is coming up on February 4th and will be open to viewers when this episode comes out. Could you tell me a little bit more about Nature, Us, and the future? For my generation, I really care about environment. It's so important because, I mean, the climate climate change, all those things actually is really happen. And I think COVID also teach me one thing is why I saw like those social media, like because we all quarantine at home, but actually the nature is taking over. So it's kind of make me reflect about our relationship, about us and also the nature. And I always want to do this exhibition. And I also think female has a very different view from the male. I'm really blessed, you know, and also lucky. Actually, there are some artists also like this idea and help me to get this show really happening here. And I'm also actually very interested to hear, you know, to our artists, why they finally said yes to me. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really feel blessed to collaborate with six excellent female artists on this topic. I'll jump in here. As primarily a landscape artist, nature has always been 
the driving inspiration in my artistic career. So when Patty invited me into this, it just felt like such a natural fit. I'm also mom of four kids and um, thinking about the future and our environment is a, a topic of conversation we have a lot and, and how we take care. We live on four acres out on Sugar Hollow Road and so taking care of this land and appreciating it and thinking of the future is just, it's something that's on our minds daily. And so for me, being in the studio is such a place of both comfort and also just working out the sort of the latent anxiety of being a human in this day and age and our precarious relationship with the earth. And so I kind of go with the celebrating it and finding hope and inspiration in it. I think most of my paintings, I guess, would fall into that, just reflecting on sort of these brief moments I have where I'm interacting with nature and wanting to sort of pause and sort of hold on to this fleeting moment that I have in connection with the natural world and hope for others to get that as well. I guess for, for me, Patty mentioned the fact that she felt women may experience more feeling about our world and where we're going and what we're affecting around us besides the other humans around us. And it may be that those emotional aspects of women's personalities really bring out our enthusiasm to be artists, I guess, and um, get us sparked and keep us going. I, I think that's how I see it. I guess you already touched on this a little bit, but how did you both as artists become involved with RevArt and what are you bringing to the exhibition? Yeah, I can kind of reiterate some of it. Patty saw my work at that show I mentioned at the dairy market. And so I bring really my whole artistic career has been meditating on nature. So I feel like I bring that to this exhibit and also just the the joy of being with five other incredible women artists and the excitement of being in an actual place. As much as we love what we were talking about earlier, the technology that can really get our artwork out there to the broader world. It's so great to have a real in-person physical brick and mortar space. That's a gorgeous space right on the downtown mall. So I'm excited to have folks interacting with our work in person over the next few months and getting to meditate on these pieces. I guess for me, over time, having been experiencing and sharing with Patty how she sees what she's doing and how I might fit into it, I think the whole experience of having my art in a physical place, as Kristen said, just seemed like the icing on the cake because it's true. You can see art on online in technology, but it is better in person. <laughs> It's always better in person. I mean, I've shown work a long time and I've heard that from so many people. Oh, I like this painting you showed online, but wow, it's really better when I see it here. So I'm glad to have this experience very much. Yeah, I agree. I also love viewing art in person, even though it is fun to get a general idea about it online and see it there as well, make it more accessible to more people. Also, how did you start your personal artistic journeys or spark your interests in art? I loved drawing. I've drawn all my life. It wasn't until after my professional career as a teacher that I was able to branch out or actually, I guess, near the end of that time, I did branch out into color with watercolor and spent 15 years using watercolor strictly. All the time I spent with drawing all my life, I even taught some drawing, taught me how shapes work. 
what shadows do, how to make things in perspective. I taught, I learned all those things, a lot of it myself, sometimes in classes and things. But after that, the adding the color with watercolor was just the next layer of it and learning how to harmonize paint and mix it and, and use it well. So it was a many-staged process, and I branched into acrylic paint after watercolor. Still moving on. Yeah, like Judith, I was always drawing and doing watercolors as a kid, and as well as playing in nature outside. So those were always sort of two threads that were interwoven. And also like Judith, I primarily worked in watercolor for years, probably for about 10 or so years, and didn't really take formal classes until after college. And proceeded to have four kids and do graduate school and kind of help support my husband through his PhD. So art was sort of always this thing on the side, but it wasn't until about probably 10 to 12 years ago that it was able to take up more and more space in my life as kids got a little older and we got a little more settled. And so especially moving to Charlottesville eight years ago, where there's just such an incredible support for artists and a market for buying art. It's just a gift to be back here. I went to undergrad here. So it's a gift to be back here and be a part of this wonderful art community and feel that support. But so I've since moved into oil primarily. I still do watercolors, especially when I travel home to Massachusetts and the summers, but I really love oil. And I feel like I just have so much more to learn and excited to keep painting. Thank you guys so much for sharing. I always love asking questions like that and hearing a little bit about why people fell in love with what they do. And I'm also wondering, did you have any artistic influences that inspired you during the creation of your exhibition art? And could you also tell me a little bit about what you are using in the exhibition or what you're bringing to that? I have really two areas that are up for exhibit and they both are ongoing interests of mine. As any artist will tell you, as they move through their career, they move to new ideas or new ways of doing things. So we all have stages of the art that we do. I've been influenced several years ago by an actually early 19th century artist in Canada named Maud Lewis. She was a very good artist of primitive landscapes. And I saw her story in, in a movie form and just was entranced by the clever things she did with landscapes and little cottages and houses and mountains, things that, that everyone loves to see. So that really got me going. I was also in the midst of an online course with Nicholas Wilton called Art to Life that pushed me way ahead into abstract ideas and loosening up my art, my painting, so that I could really experience how I felt in my heart about what I was working on. I learned to understand that a lot better and also learned how to handle the paints better concepts that go along with art. So that background brought me into the other part of the show that I think I have a number of abstract pieces. And what I really hope to convey and hope people pick up on is even in the abstract pieces, they can find things they recognize. And if they look long enough, they'll see things that they might enjoy. And so that's how I see them. And I hope other people do too. So I think, Judith, I'm excited to see your work in person. I think you have probably the most work in the show of anyone. I just have five pieces, but they're all fairly large. And all of them are 
from scenes from around where I live on Sugar Hollow Road, very intimate moments, like I said before, kind of these fleeting moments to sit and meditate with. And gosh, I just feel so inspired by so many things. I mean, nature is my driving inspiration, as I mentioned. We have wonderful landscape painters in the Charlottesville area. I actually just went to a show last weekend up at Les Jeux de Monde of Dean Das, who was a professor at UVA and, and a friend. And I adore his work. I feel like I've had many influences along the way that continue to feed into it, but I'm, I feel like I'm especially trying right now to go a little more inward and see what's inside me and not get too distracted by you know, surfing on social media or looking around, um, but trying to go see work in person and, and just be outside as much as possible and let that keep influencing my work. Well, I'm so excited to see your pieces when I attend myself. I'm sure they're amazing and I'm very excited to see them in person. Patty, do you have anything to add? Can you tell us maybe a little bit about what other pieces that listeners could see if they go to the exhibit or even attend on February 4th? I really want to emphasize like the, usually the opening reception at Guild Gallery curated by Robert is completely different experience. You might experience, uh, you might have in other galleries because as I mentioned, we really try to let people understand art is not something only on the wall. It's in your life and it's really everyone can play with it. We have a lot of pieces on this show, not only there, we have awesome, a lot of paintings. I think the smallest one we have is six by six and uh, also big ones, 32 plus 40. And we have installations as well, which we will have like kind of action uh, based on that installation. We are going to collect like everyone's nose towarding the earth and we are going to mail a letter with everyone said to the art and also to this universe and mail it actually on Earth Day in April. And we are also having traditional painting. We have one artist actually brought like two interesting artwork. She collects those things on the road, those discarded, you know, which usually we think is uh, trash, but she reorganized it and turned it into art. It's just, uh, you know, those kind of tiny things remind us art is everywhere. And we see the world crawling, you know, our eyes and our perceptions. And definitely we have a lot of interesting, wonderful, like I already finished like handing them, like curling them yesterday. So I'm very excited at this moment. It's like, we already many people said, oh my God, it's really interesting. It's a stunning artwork. And we already have people actually asking about the story behind them. We have like an endangered animal feature as well, all those kind of stuff. And for the opening, Judith will also bring a mini workshop to teach people like about that because we want people like, so the children are also welcome. Uh, the whole family are welcome and you can play here. And we have like great music. We have the drinks refreshment and we usually like to turn like our opening reception into a kind of pleasant Friday uh, evening party for everyone. Yes. So looking forward to see everyone to come. Uh, Guild Gallery is located at Ward, Virginia, 300 East Street. If you just Google Ward, Virginia or like Guild Gallery, it should be very easy to find it. Nature, us and the future definitely has me thinking about what the future could look like for Redvar and as artists, Kristen and Judith, maybe what you're thinking about doing in the future as well. Because I'm sure once people see the exhibit, they'll want to see more from Redvar and more from you both too. 
I'm looking forward to putting my art on various things that people in the world can see. For instance, the desk pads that some of my abstract art is on, it will be at the show so people can see what it looks like. Note cards are typical, but your art can be more than just the shape of the thing that's hanging on the wall. It's an image that hopefully strikes enthusiasm for the future, hope for the future. I think the word hope always means a whole lot to me. In this day and age when we have so many struggles and so many things to worry about, it's just really special to be able to experience this week and for the next three months at the show for all the people who come to see how what we offer can give them some hope for the future. Yeah, I would echo that. I feel like each of these paintings is an offering of hope in a tangible way. So I hope that that is true for for this show, these paintings. I will continue just to keep painting. And I've got a show I'm working towards in California this summer, which I'm excited about and trying to get some work up into Massachusetts where I grew up, but just grateful to keep having time to paint and opportunities like this. For Robot, we really have great ambitions. And I, so we want to do like two things. The first is we really want to bring like more artists to be seen by more people. I mean, we start our business in Shawsville, and Shawsville is always our headquarter and our home. And we want to bring like artists like from other culture, other region to here as well to have this kind of conversation and also bring their artists here, the Virginia artists actually to other regions because they deserve to be seen. And I think it's also a great way seeing the artwork from different regions have people to understand each other. And that's kind of one of our ambition. Another thing is we also, at the same time, try to bring the art into different forms, not only in the exhibition, but also in the merchandise, in the NFT. And, in, you know, we, we are doing a lot of, like, in the real estate property, we're doing a lot of things because we try to tell the world and also connect with those brands, like big companies. Art is also very important for your brand. And those artists and their art bring great value to you. So that's kind of another big ambition we have. And we try to let more people to understand that. Is there anything else you would all like to add before we wrap up? I would say I really appreciate this opportunity and, you know, to share Ravad and also have two excellent artists together with me, like, you know, to share their journeys with Ravad as well, because Shotsville is always a special spot for me. And I'm so happy, actually, I can do something, you know, to bring to this community, because I always tell all my friends and I said, it's the first city I arrived in the United States. It's the first city I, I live here is always my hometown here. I personally thank Patty. She's given me an outlet and it probably wouldn't have happened any other way. She has given me a boost being able to do this, not only physically here this spring, but online. So thank you, Patty. Thank you both. This is great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all so much for your time. It was such a pleasure talking with you all and learning more about the event and hope as many people as possible see your art because I'm sure it's amazing and I plan on seeing it as well. Once again, Rev Art's exhibition titled Nature, Us, and the Future is now taking place at Guild Gallery on the Downtown Mall. 
Come on by to see a virtual representation of how we as humans connect and interact with Mother Nature. Thanks for staying tuned to this episode of Charlottesville Soundboard here on WTJU 91.1 FM and the Virginia Audio Collective. Both are a service of the University of Virginia. However, opinions expressed on this show are not the positions of the university. WTJU is supported by the Southern Environmental Law Center, protecting Virginia's air, water, and natural treasures, and leading the way towards a healthy environment for all. Learn more at southernenvironment.org. My name's Mary Garner McGee. Our producer this week is Sarah Howarth. Our theme song is Kyoja Beat by Marin Alasco and Jay Pun. This is Charlottesville Soundboard.